I didn't see you there. Would you guys like to set sail on this ocean of flavor with me? I'll be your captain. I'm Steve Harrington. And I'm Colin. And I'm Whitney. And this is Scoops Ahoy, a Stranger Things podcast, where we go week by week, chapter by chapter, finally taking a look at Stranger Things season four. We are here. How about that, huh? I can't believe we made it. We survived the Stranger Things drought. It seems so weird. Like, I know the couple of days leading up to it, I'm like, it, it's really close now. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and it it was honestly kind of, I mean, it was a different sort of experience for me this time because I did get the screeners and it was almost like I was, so I watched it like a month, just volume one, a month before it actually premiered about. And it was kind of sad that on Thursday night, everyone was getting so pumped up for it to premiere. And I was right. just kind of like waiting for everyone to watch yeah. <laughs> because I'd already seen everything, but I was dying to talk about it with people. Right. Um, so we are going to go through all uh, seven episodes, chapters. We will only be talking about season four. We won't get into volume two at all. Um, but if you have not seen through uh, episode seven, The Massacre at Hawkins Lab, uh, just be warned that we will be talking about things that happen in every single episode. So, uh, and then starting this coming Thursday, we will get back to our, you know, episode by episode look. Um, and we will start with chapter one, the hellfire club, uh, this coming Thursday. So be on the lookout for that. So, yeah, it was kind of funny, look, like looking at Twitter and there were people saying just two more sleeps until stranger. Things. Oh, I know. It was just, it was, well, it was, it was and, kind of neat. And my Twitter feed is like, it is so curated to just stranger things content. I just see everybody's takes and everybody's, you know, everybody's thoughts on what they think is going to happen. And like, I knew what happened in a lot of stuff where people were theorizing. And it was just, I was either like, you're going to love this. Or some of them I'd be like, you're going to be so disappointed when you watch this because you were so far off from what really happens. But it was, I... The way they did the screeners, it was, I don't know if it was because they weren't finished with the editing for all of them, but they sent us just the four episodes first. They sent us one through four and they were like, here's volume one, one through four. And my editor and I, we, cause we both got them and we were saying, well, is it just four episodes? Like, that's it. Like we just get, is that volume one is four episodes? Cause everywhere had been saying it was going to be a five, four split. Like we were going to do five then four right and so we only got the four so I was like are they giving us the fifth one and you know the fifth one is the Nina project which gave us a ton of backstory on 11 and Brenner and all of that so I was and it was the big reveal of Brenner too so I thought well okay maybe they are just giving us four and then we'll that'll be like where they cut off because that's also the one where it ends with Billy at the that we see in the promo pictures where she's levitating and then you know and then like a week later they gave us five so i was like okay maybe they're giving us one maybe it is five four a week later they gave us six and seven and i was like are they giving us the whole i don't know what they're doing i don't know what i'm supposed to review like if i'm gonna do an overall review of volume one i had no idea where to stop yeah so and then they announced it and it said they didn't even tell us in you know the embargo contract that they sent us It said, you know, the information about volume one being seven episodes is embargoed until I think it was 8 a.m. the next day. So they sent us episode seven the day before they announced the split. 
So going into this season, I mean, all that we had really heard was that it was much darker, it was much more intense, that the mm -hmm. Duffers were kind of going the horror route, which kind of had me worried going into it. Um, and I was, you know, even through the first episode, um, it was just kind of, you know, there was some, there was some stuff in it. And I'm trying to remember on the on the episode splits, it was the first episode when Chrissy died. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes. So, and, and kind of the twisted bones and the, you know, that kind of stuff. And I'm like, okay, that's, that's, that's pretty gnarly, but it's not terrible. So I didn't know if it was kind You're of getting crazy. worse from there. I know it was bad, but I mean, I keep thinking back to um, the, you know, the first season of Stranger Things when Elle kills Connie Frazier in the hallway with the eyes. And, and I'm like, well, that was kind of violent. But too, if you think you know. about it. It just, she had like blood leaking from the corners of her eyes, whereas Chrissy is mangled yeah. from the no, inside I, I out. Just, I think I had it much worse in my mind. And Maybe. so uh, I'm not saying it, it was, you know, fun to watch and tripping through a field of daisies, but I, I think I was just, just expecting so much worse. And like, you know, they upped the rating to MA and, and all we they, heard is it's- Did they? Because I, they had it to MA? And then they switched it back to TV 14. And the last I checked, it was still TV 14. Oh, I don't know. I just assumed I, I didn't. I assumed, I assumed it would so. be TVMA too, yeah. because it's <laughs> to be cliche. It's not your mom, a strange things anymore. No, like it, no, no. It's not. We've, we've departed a lot from season one in the sense of maturity levels for gore and horror. Yes, I think. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. And I'm not, I'm not saying that it was, yeah, I'm not saying that it was, it was fun to watch and, you know, everything was, and it was, but I, I think I was just expecting, in my mind, I just had it as so much worse. I had it like, mm -hmm. you know, you know, the conjuring or, or like, a, you know, like a really, you know, crazy jump scare or really violent or. Yeah, it, it didn't have any jump scares. I felt like the way Vecna killed people was a little over the top it's like calm down yeah. sir and I, I, <laughs> I, I mean when you when you start with l in the lab and that whole scene those first eight minutes that they released early i mean those were among the more violent i mean as far as just blood and yeah you just didn't and, i guess you, know. you just didn't see it happen right yeah you but, just saw the you know, aftermath but it was i mean you could it was the violence and the blood mm -hmm. and stuff like that so and i think that i mean that was among you know the worst parts you know, of, of the season, as far as, as far as I'm concerned. But mm -hmm. anyway, um, the other thing that I was worried about was the age of the kids and how that was going to play out. And obviously, you know, a little bit of time has passed, but I was worried, especially seeing the kids like on the press tours in the past couple of weeks, looking so much older. You oh know, my gosh. Translate. But um, I think that I think that worked fine. I mean, they're obviously older, but I don't think anybody looked like they were in their thirties or anything like that. I was, you know. So I, I know that that is like one of the biggest criticisms of this season was the age, but it did. Did I didn't know this until I was, I think I was watching either the Today Show or Good Morning America, one of their interviews where they were saying that some of the scenes were far apart that you could tell where the characters had aged just between when they filmed certain scenes. And I think they pointed out Will, but I never noticed. No, I didn't. I didn't really either. I did notice Will looked very, Will looked considerably older, but I think, I think the costuming had a lot to do with it. Cause I think Gaten looked um, appropriate, but just because he had his hat on and, and mm -hmm. was kind of, you know, in, in kid clothes, you know, that kind of thing. But I did notice that Will, you know, Noah Schnapp looked, 
probably and and Mike to to an extent um you know looked older but I mean well, I don't Mike think anybody so was like, he is yeah I think it just it flowed nicely I think they kind of kept the Stranger Things vibe going it didn't feel like a huge departure mm-hmm. it didn't feel like we were watching a whole new show or anything I was talking to you earlier and I said you know the one thing that kind of bummed me out a little bit if I have to kind of just be bummed about something is that about halfway through this season they kind of jettisoned kind of the whole 80s and nostalgia and that kind of thing which I completely get because of the storyline you know the first part of the season I mean I remember thinking of what my Colin moments were going to be in the various episodes and I remember there was at one point Jonathan was looking at the newspaper and looked up movie times in the newspaper I'm like well that's a Colin moment because I oh yeah when I was a kid (laughs) um but you know, as the season went on, they spent so much time, you know, in the upside down and in the, you know, in the Creel house flashbacks and, you know, that kind of stuff. But there was, there were a lot of eighties references. I mean, the whole silence of the lambs bit with Nancy and Robin going to um, meet Victor. And I mean, there's a lot of, mm-hmm. you know, good references and things like that, but they didn't really play on the nostalgia as much as they did in the first three seasons and you know and that's that's perfectly fine but I mean that was one of the reasons that I really loved the first three yeah. seasons was you know oh look at the furniture and look at the clothes and look at and the you know you know the the movie posters and that kind of stuff so I think a lot of it too is that we spent so much time in the upside down yeah I think that you know when you're in the upside down it could be any year yeah outside yeah of absolutely. that so but I mean I think they did a good job with the the costumes and the hairstyles and you know the character looks i will never understand why will did not tell 11 like give her some help with what she was wearing or joyce even yeah yeah why would she wear that dress with that plaid shirt and like i just don't understand <laughs> right <laughs> why <laughs> who let you out of the house thinking that looked yeah. okay like you know you're gonna get made fun of right were there particular storylines that you that you liked more than others, the Hopper oh, yes. storyline, the eleven. For sure, you know Hawkins was my favorite. Uh, it it has Steve in it, so yeah. that's why. I it's really my... liked Eddie. I thought Eddie was a great addition. Oh, I loved Eddie. Yeah, love, love, love him. I think he sounds just like Robert Downey Jr. If you close your eyes and listen, oh yeah, he sounds that. exactly like him. Yeah, um, and I thought he's a great addition to the cast. I do like you, if I had to have, if someone was like, you have to tell me something that bothers you about season four. There are some characters that I felt got sidelined for the entire point of just that the Duffers love all their characters so much. And I think even Noah and Millie talked about this. They're like, they need to kill off some of us because there's so many. And what they keep doing is that it feels like every season we get a character that we love and so they just keep them in and they, they just keep the cast keeps getting bigger and bigger. So right. I do think that I like the Callie plot, but it seems the least important, really. I don't know if is that you think that's the right word important. It just they don't it doesn't seem like they've given Will or Mike. Yeah, or, or Jonathan. Jonathan. I mean, Jonathan, yeah. I mean, Argyle had his moments, but I mean, he stood out just because he was so different funny, and, yeah. and funny and was kind of the comic relief, which was another thing I was worried about that it was that they were going to kind of ditch the, Mm-mm. you know, the comic relief, the Murray's, you know, the Murray mm-hmm. aspect of it all. 
Um, but I was I was very happy to see that they they kept you know a lot of that stuff in you know so there was there were some lighter moments too but yeah I got I got kind of wrapping up toward the end I'm like where is Jonathan (laughs) yeah I mean they're not even in the Cali plot is not even touched on in in episode seven that's and that's the longest one we've got so far and yeah they aren't in it at all which I knew going in because I think either Charlie or Eduardo talked about how they weren't in yeah that episode i mean will will is has nothing to do really this season i mean well that's what i'm talking about and i know like and mike yeah and i i we know they they do this every season they split everybody up and we all know it's not gonna work until they get back together it's not gonna it's not gonna they're not gonna be able to defeat whatever monster they're going up against until they're all back together it's happened every single season and it's kind of like I just wish they would maybe stay together from the start. Yeah, and Learn, then, learn their lesson, right? Well, and just it would give us more because I like seeing them when they're together. Right. I do think, unfortunately, that Will is kind of the least useful out of everyone. It just yeah. doesn't. I know he has a huge following, and I know people love him, but you and I have talked about this. I don't think Will plays an important role. I think no. he's. I don't think he's he ever is, played an important role. He was the catalyst and that's it. Yeah, yeah. He was the catalyst that started everything. And then that was it. And I, and I know that people are desperate for him to have powers or that he is the key to the upside down. How did he survive? And I saw someone talking about that. They were mad that the upside down didn't seem as scary as they made it in season one. Right. And they're, they're theorizing that will has a connection to it and that the Demogorgon chose him for a reason. And I honestly think it was just wrong place, wrong time. Yeah. I, I, I think I, I did notice that kind of watching because we had our, our two guests on and mm-hmm. you know, earlier in the season and they were kind of throwing, throwing out theories and discounting theories and that kind of stuff. And it, I mean, it really, it, it played out like a very kind of normal storyline. I mean, there weren't any weird twists like 11 wasn't Vecna and yeah, you know, will wasn't, you know, it, it was just, yeah, it, it just kind of played out kind of normally. I I did find the Brenner and Owens dynamic good. And I remember Fluffy saying that she thought that maybe Brenner was somehow blackmailing Owens and that's how they kind of got together. Mm-hmm. Um, and that never really happened. But I mean, there's certainly... I was... I, were you shocked that he was kind of working with Owens? Um, I was shocked, but I was also like, well, here comes Brenner. You know, it was kind of... Oh, as soon as they were... yeah in there but i wonder yeah. if other people did we yeah. knew so much about the upcoming season i really am curious so i would love it like if people tweeted us and told us you know if they didn't know if if the brenner return in present day was a surprise and honestly yeah. can we could he could have been more disfigured i mean he had <laughs> yes. one scar yeah Give me yeah, a Holly was saying that too. She's like, because he had this scar on his face and everything. I'm like, well, he was eaten by a demogorgon. So yeah, it should have been way worse. Oh, he like, should have had like he should yeah. have lost yeah. an eyeball at least. Or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did you wait? I have a question. Did you catch something? And this is um I caught it my first watch when Sullivan and the soldiers ransack Owen's house mm-hmm. and his wife in the lockbox, like they take that one box and she says no why do you need that that's peter's old school projects oh there's no way that's a coincidence oh yeah so did the owens adopt peter at some point yeah i know they said he was put in brenner's care so does this 
I don't know. In my head, I was thinking Owens was playing the long con with Brenner. Yeah. But yeah, now, and, and, I mean, and how long have Owens and Brenner known each other and been working together? You you, you kind of had the sense going into season two that Brenner was out of the picture. They needed to bring a new guy in. So here comes Owens. Yeah. But they, may, they may have known each other for 20 years. Well, or, you know. now I'm wondering if Owens is kind of the leader. Just, he well, no, I'm wondering if he doesn't care who gets hurt, who gets hurt is collateral damage. His goal is just to get his son back. Oh, yeah, that could be. So, I mean, that was just a thought because I was like, there's no way that that's coincidence. Yeah. Was he so. called, was he called Peter Ballard at any point? Did I? Yes, he was Peter in the, when he was at Hawkins National Laboratory. What, was when I mean, that was said though, somewhere that was a. They, t- they refer to the orderly as Peter or. Okay. Yeah, they do. Okay. Yeah. Cause I remember, I remember noticing um i didn't watch all of the credits but i think on the second or third episode i'm like let's just watch the credits and see who pops up and it said you know um friendly orderly i'm like friendly orderly where you know where was the friendly orderly? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know because the the friendly orderly hadn't popped up yet but he was always, he was always first in the credits you know um yeah so that was that was kind of strange i'm like oh maybe you know maybe he's also playing somebody else <laughs> Well, he's, he's, I mean, it was a very long, like, I mean, there was like, I mean, they can't say he's Vecna, you know, it's no, just, but it it's like funny. Henry is Peter is one is Vecna. So, yeah. yeah. So some of my friends and I were just calling him like me, Fluffy and, and Elizabeth, we were calling him coffee or calling him Henry. Cause it was like <laughs> Peter and Henry were like, yes, Penry, I guess. Right. Right. Yeah. That was kind of funny the the trailers kind of messed up some stuff well didn't really mess up some stuff but as soon as chrissy levitated in the first episode i'm like oh god that's what max does in the trailer i mean oh jesus where are we going with this storyline mm-hmm. um and then also when hopper escaped and was driving off on the snowmobile i'm like wait a second where's that whole scene with the demogorgon coming out of the thing and him lighting the torch i'm like yeah oh, he must get caught again and they must have to go back. So, I mean, there were a couple of things that the trailer that did give away. Yeah. That kind of gave away, you know, plot points at the time as I was watching it, I'm like, Oh, geez. I do think they did a decent job with shuffling back and forth between the storylines. I do too. You know, there's obviously a lot going on, but I mean, um, and I think especially shown in um, Sean Levy's uh, two episodes, the third one and the fourth one, which was the monster, the superhero and the, and dear Billy. I mean, I just, I love his work anyway. And it, the, the episodes that he directs always kind of elevate just a, just a little bit, but yeah, I thought, I mean, they were juggling so much stuff and it wasn't like hoppers at the police station and a block away, this is going on and another block away, this is going on. I mean, we're shifting from Russia to California to Indiana and, you know, back in time in the to desert. the lab and into the desert and and I, I, I do think they did that well. And I know the Duffers are the showrunners and, and, you know, wrote the, you know, wrote the series, but I mean, there were obviously writers um, that were credited for the other episodes. And I think they did do a good job in writing, writing those episodes and, and kind of keeping the storylines, you know, I mean, there were only a couple of times when I'm like, oh, right, that, that whole storyline, we, <laughs> we're going back to that now, right? I forgot all about you know, Hopper or, you know, Murray and Joyce somewhere in Alaska trying to catch a plane and that kind of stuff. So but I thought that was really good. I was a little surprised. I had just written some general notes down as, as we were, as I was watching it, I was surprised 
um, that Erica didn't play more of a role earlier. I would have assumed that she would have been kind of folded into the group um, a little earlier, but obviously she did come back at the end, uh, which was good. I was also super impressed with Sadie Sink. Um, oh gosh, I love her so much. I mean, she, I mean, just nailed um mm-hmm. that, that was the end of dear billy i assume right when she was when she levitating was confronting vecna and running yes out of the, oh yeah. and that song yeah kate bush running up that hill yeah i yeah. love it i love the instrumental version like that scene gives me chills when i watch it yeah uh i just thought i just thought she was absolutely incredible and i was also uh super impressed with the the powerful women um robin mm-hmm. and nancy especially and and max kind of taking over robin did get i love robin and i I was saying early on in the season that robin was my favorite character i think in the whole series but even she kind of she's kind of started getting a little bit grating with her yes i agree fast talking i I feel like she it almost shifted her personality a little bit because i think it did too yeah yeah she used to be kind of i don't know like more is cynical jaded and just yeah and now and she's kind of like fluttery and she was kind of scatterbrained a little bit mm-hmm. yeah it was, it was kind of strange but i did love i mean the badass women kind of ruling yes. this this season which i thought was really good and then what else i trying to think of oh i loved um game of thrones fans will remember um hopper's uh buddy the one dimitri that, yeah um was he was jockin the faceless man yes. who trained aria um who was hands down my favorite character of game of thrones and he wasn't in it that much but i just loved his character i loved him too i'll be um, sad if he dies yeah to, so to see him pop up i thought was that was really really great and I'm trying to think what else i said oh uh it was so funny when um paul riser first popped on the scene and I, I just said under my breath i'm like hey there kiddo and those were the first lines out of his mouth <laughs> Yes. He's like, hey there, kiddo. I'm like, oh, he's going to say that, isn't he? I I need to know why Karen Wheeler got her own poster this season. Yeah, that was, I mean. (laughs) He's not in it. No. And, you know, her husband had about the same amount of lines as she did, if not more, I think. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I, I could do. I will say this is where I felt like it was a little bit bloated was, you know, all the jocks. Yeah. hunting for eddie and it's like we have all we've got jason we've got patrick we've got you know and it they yeah. were just kind of like jason and i've said this before he is the stereotypical like 80s bully where yeah. he he it looks like he's the guy who shows up and it tells him tells you his dad is buying party mountain and then he like skis off with some right lame you know insult that's what he reminds me of it's, yeah it's yeah. just I, I could have done without him. I mean, not saying that the kid's a bad actor. He's not, but yeah. that part I can do without. Yeah. I also loved how the kid's name was Freddie Benson because <laughs> I used to watch iCarly. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> with, with but also I interviewed him. Right. He is the sweetest kid. Like he is so nice. And I was so thrilled to see that he honestly had a bigger part than Chrissy did. And they yeah. introduced Chrissy in one of their cards, but never mentioned Fred. I was yeah. confused why they did that because yeah. he Chrissy is I guess because Chrissy's kind of the catalyst this yeah. season yeah pretty sets much. everything in motion yeah so so yeah I think overall I, I loved it I thought it was great um I had some concerns going in just because I was I think skeptical I'm like oh god what are they going to do with my favorite show 
but I thought it, I thought it was great. I thought there was a good amount of humor in it. I thought the violence was, I mean, it was there, but I, I, I had it much worse in my mind. Uh, not to say that it wasn't bad, but you know, I had it much worse in my head. Um, there were obviously some nitpicky things that we can get to when we start going through the episodes, which we will start, um, this coming Thursday. Um, but yeah, overall, I loved it. I loved it. I thought it was great. Yes. So if you haven't watched it guys and you keep up with this podcast, you've got until Thursday to do so. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and we'll go through our, you know, our regular segments. We'll talk about the music. Um, you know, if there is a where in the world is, we'll, we'll kind of mention those and we'll obviously have our superlatives. So as always, you know, if you guys have superlatives or, or any other comments, yeah. um, we'd love to hear them. Yes, we would. So you can always find us on social media at Scoops Hoy Pod. You can email us at scoopshoypod at gmail.com. If you like what you hear, you can always like and subscribe or leave us a review on Apple iTunes because that is will help us get more viewers. So we would love it if you guys did that. So I want to thank everybody for listening and I hope you tune in next time. Thanks guys. Bye. Bye. Stranger Things audio clips and official score are the property of Netflix. Incidental music by Blue Mount Score from Bixabay.